0: Yes, we are the brave. we we'll fight you in- All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening all of you Veteran Be Real listeners out there. Hey, it's Sergeant Be Real or Nick Valentine here coming back with you. Today I have Sandra Hardy, another strong female veteran I'm bringing on board to talk to you guys today about what it was like to be in the military and then what it was like for her as she transitioned out of the military and what she's doing now. So, everybody, I want to introduce you to Sandra. Sandra, the floor is yours.
1: Thank you, John. Thank you so much for having me on. I am so excited. I so appreciate everything. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. I am glad to be able to share with you guys my journey as a soldier as well as entering back into the civilian life we call civilian world. (laughs) So yes, oh my gosh. So when I got into the military, I had to, you know, the transition coming from the civilian world into the military. Yeah, that's a great, that's a, that's a step. But then once you get into the military, once I got started, admin, administrative NCO, and then it changed later on to human resource management. And so that is what I came out as, as a human resource management. And for those that's not knowing what that is, that's basically working with records, that's working, um, helping soldiers make sure that their insurance is correct, their records are straight for promotion. So just going through all of that individual information and making sure that that soldier is Prepare for the next level. So that is what I I did in the military. So just getting in. So first of all, just just to start the journey, just trying to get into the military. I when I was getting ready to go in, my weight going in as a female and my weight coming out went, once I got in was the same thing. So literally, I had to get to the weight that I would be when I when I finished basic training in AIT. So Yeah, really. So you have to really be wanting it at that point. So I got with my recruiter, which was an amazing recruiter. Every morning we got together, we went out, we worked out until I was able to be at that weight. And I got in and then just the experience alone of being a woman in the military you know, they were at that time, they were just starting to go to co-ed training. So you had the guys on one side and the females on the other side. And, and we were just trying to adapt to that atmosphere. So it seemed like everything I was going through was transitional, far as women getting into the military. And so that was around 87. And I, I was in until about 2008. The journey itself just going through, going through, I, I went through field units that had to be adapted and learn how to go into the field as a woman going into the field is totally different than a guy going into training in the field you have to worry about your hygiene you have to worry about you know how you're going to take care of and clean yourself and that that as a woman is very interesting so you have to learn about them baby wipes and how to carry them and how to take them and move them around and stuff like that john so it was yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah. the (laughs) bird bath stuff yeah that ain't fun yeah
1: Right. Exactly. Um, and so just that adapting adapting, and then getting to the units and the units trying to deal with women in the military. Some, um, it was still a man's world as far as we, we say that. Yeah. And then even as I became an NCO, just trying to, you know, get things done, I had to be extra assertive as a woman because they looked at me as though you're a woman, you don't really know what you're talking about. I've had cases where I would go in and, and tell, you know, had to review a unit for deployment and the sergeant that was there would tell me, he say, "I already know what I'm doing. You don't need to be looking at this." And I said, "Okay, let's let's look at this." So I look, I said, "Let me show let, show me one of your records." And he showed me his records. I said, "Okay, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's
0: wrong. That's wrong. Everything's wrong."
1: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> wrong. Right. So um, let's let's get get past the you you male, me female, and let's get taken care of with these soldiers. So just the whole. A woman, being a woman in the military, you always felt like you had to be over assertive to make sure that you were understood and and respected in that, uh, you know, in whatever the the field that you were in, that you were not, you were seen as a soldier first, female second versus female first, and then soldier second. Therefore, you really don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) My mind was made up. I was transitioning. This is what I was going to do. I'm heading on to my retirement. I finished my a and boom, my mom had a stroke. So at that point... I had to consider what was I going to do because getting out into the civilian world was the last thing I was thinking, okay, I'm going to do my, I'm going to get E7 and I'm going to go to E8, you know? So my mind was still military thought. And then at that point I was thrust into, you got to get off active duty. You got two years left are you going to allow me to do my two years? So I had to battle for to keep my two, to be able to do my two years. I had to do that on an M-Day side, which meant that my full, my military job no longer existed. Now I had to figure out what in the world I was going to do as a, going into the civilian world. So first I went through all the different emotions. I went through the fear. I went through the confusion. I went through what am I going to do? How can, you know, with what I know going to transfer into civilian World, how am I, you know, going to adapt to that? But it just so happened as I was getting out, the National Guard was having a nutrition problem. So there in the Na- in the National Guard in the North Carolina, they were the recruiters were getting the soldiers in, but they weren't staying in. Right. And the reason why they weren't staying in it was because they. When they got to the units, they signed them in. They got to the units. These soldiers were not trained. We were at the point of where we were deploying. Units developed like they didn't have time to babysit. So most of these soldiers would stand on the side of the wall and they would be bored. And after a while, they would just disappear. So they came up with the idea of, OK, well, we need some place for these soldiers to go. So they decided that they were going to do a and sustainment program, which meant that we had 12 companies where soldiers would go to throughout North Carolina but they needed a headquarters so they needed someone that knew how to create records knew right. the systems knew what they needed to do as far as as to be able to operate as a headquarters boom where I fell in at yeah perfect so, job for you yeah, I did, <laughs> because now I was, I was able to work contractor. So it was a contracting unit that contracts. So I was able to work as a contractor, but I had both worlds. I was a civilian. I was a civilian supervisor, but I was still working with military. My transition was slow, which allowed me to be able to adjust to what was going on in the civilian world. Because I didn't, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like I told you, what was I going to do? But this way I was, I had the comfort of the military, the structure of the military, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you didn't have to worry about what you were going to wear. You didn't have to worry about what you were going to eat. You didn't have to worry about that money coming through. You had that BAH when they said, okay, no longer you're going to be in, that BAH was gone. So my money dropped. I was a single parent, so now I, I have a, a, a child that I have to take care of as well. So being able to do that allowed me to be able to take baby steps into the civilian arena. Right. So being able to do that, I had to I was able to practice being a supervisor, talking to, talking to individuals because my voice was strong, right. my demeanor was strong the way, you know, the way I spoke,
0: You're like you like know. The old NCO just bringing it out, I mean. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'm sitting there and, and some of the things that would happen, I'm like, okay, why, uh, you know, so I had to learn how to say please and thank you because, you know, in the military you say, do this, do that, do that. And regardless to whether or not you like that person or not, you respect that rank yep. and you move And if you got questions, you question later, but you get done what you need to get done now. That's a totally different thing when you come into the civilian world. You you can say, move all you want to, but (laughs) It's
0: it's
1: not the same. It's not the same at all. The structure is not the same. The respect is not the same. So I had to get used to all that. I had to tone down. I had to become more of a caregiver as well as a supervisor. I had to just learn how to, juggling. yes, just
0: juggling,
1: you know, yeah, exactly. You know, but for some coming out of the military, that's the step they need to take. You need to find a way to slowly get in, you know, and if, if, if jumping, you can't just necessarily just jump straight into something if you're not comfortable, because at that point you begin to feel that pressure, that anxiety, that fear. Yeah. And you know, but I was able to overcome that. And so I when I talk to those that I with the women that I work with, because in my in my company, I work with women mm-hmm. uh, that are transitioning out of military. I tell them that, you know, those are things that you have to think about when you're looking at employment. You know, you have to look at whether or not you're able to work in a group. A lot of companies require you to work in groups. If you're somebody that has gone through some things as far in the military deployments or stuff like that, and maybe a group environment is not something that you can work in, then you have to look at other avenues. It's not just about the money. You have to look at the, you have to look at the environment that you're going into, whether or not this environment is going to be successful for you, you know? And so I I break that down to them and I help them to understand that you have to look at the totality of everything, the customs that's going on. You know, we have to, we as women have to now think about our outfits. What are you going to wear? How are you going to be presentable? You know, are you going to blend in with what's, is that company uh, requires, you know, there are places where you can go dress for success where women can go and you can get three or four outfits that you can actually to get you prepared to go into that workforce. Mm -hmm. You know, that way, because, because again, like I said, when you're leaving out, you don't have that money anymore, a lot of that money. And depending on your your um, makeup of your household, you need to find other ways of being able to adapt. And that's one of the ways that you can do. I also, you know, find, like I said, financial wise, I have someone that that's an accountant that will sit down with them and help them to restructure a budget. Right. So that, so that they, you know, they have something to work with. And I always recommend women to start at least six months at prior least. to getting out because.
0: If not a year. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if not a year, because you have to be able to think about what it is that you're going to do, how you're going to approach that, set up goals, plans, um, look at your the, the the financials, look at mentally, you know, what's going on. You might be going through some of our women, you know, we don't like to show our weakness. So sometimes we're going through some things mentally that we don't speak about or show
0: but it can affect us in our work environment yeah you ladies tend, tend to pick up a lot of male attributes being around men all the time and having that thing because i'll tell you i had a young lady on a while back one of my first couple episodes her name was christina she told me a story that she said look when she first got out her first job she sat in her bedroom and cried the morning of her first day at her new job because she didn't know what type of shoes to wear because she she'd so used to wearing boots she didn't have to think right. about it but now she's what shoes do i wear with this outfit and what i don't know what to do and she just started balling man and and it made sense to me because I had the same anxiety. Because, like, my first job is like, do I wear a tie? Do I wear a shirt? Do I wear a suit? Do I wear – crap, they didn't tell me what I was supposed to wear today. You know what I mean? Like, nobody told me what to wear. Right. They just say, hey, be at work at 9 o'clock, yada, yada. And you're like, all right, do I wear jeans, a T-shirt? Do I wear slacks? Okay. Do I wear – what do I you're do now? now? Because <laughs> as soldiers, we don't think that because we have two things we wear. Well, three. PTs. Be, a, our battle uniforms and then our dress uniforms. Exactly. So you know, if you're doing, there's only three things we can wear. And there's only three <laughs> things: there's sneakers, boots, or dress shoes, or there's, you know, PT shorts and a t-shirt, A, C, right. ACUs, whatever, or dress blues or dress A. I'm like, I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like, what do I do? You know, it's, it's, I feel you too because I know the ladies out there, because like that little comic you said, they kind of harden up. And shell to protect because they have so many male leadership and so many, and they don't want to look weak in front of the male leaders. So they gotta kind of toughen up in the sense that mentally, like, so now I can't express my feelings or express my needs the right way, so I get the help that I need. So I, I have a lot of female veterans I've talked to that have a lot of transition issues with that part because now they, ha- there is organizations out there like that that will help these ladies get outfits and things to get them ready for this business right. life they're going into but they're afraid to ask or they don't know to ask or they don't know where to ask. And I tell them, well, that's why I run my nonprofit. I got all that. You just call us and say, Hey, you know, anybody does it. Yep. Here's a list of them. Boom. You know, go where, what state are you in? And then we start hammering. so it's an important thing for all the ladies, all you lady soldiers and veterans out there. You got to remember that even though the men were, it was different in the military because I know I saw it happen all the time. You know, like that treatment you talked about when you first went in there, somewhat just because you're a woman, they want to be, because I'll tell you, honestly, when I first came in, I was combat arms. And you know what my leadership told me? Stay away from all female soldiers because they're nothing but trouble. They're going to get you in trouble. They're going to so that in my mind, when I was nineteen year old kid coming in the military, I was like, "All right, don't go near the women soldiers. Mm-hmm. Like they're in are trouble. They're going to get you in trouble. They're going to accuse you of stuff. They're going to they made it sound like they were going to accuse me of raping them just walking by them or something." So I was like, I literally would go from one side of the street to the other. If there's a female, soldier. like I was like, oh, and we don't, and that's how they trained me when I first came in. And so, it, and then when I reclassed and became medical. Now I have female soldiers. I have female superior su- supervisor. I never had a female boss in my entire military. Also, I got a female staff sergeant over me when I'm an E5. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> how can I avoid her? Right. <laughs> so I do now
0: because I don't know what to do now. She's my, my direct supervisor now. And I got a, and a black female, too. And I was like, hi, Sergeant Fancher. And she's like, hey. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I, literally her, I literally pulled her in the office and said, listen, I got to tell you something. You know, my leadership, when I first came in, they told me to stay away from female soldiers. And you're a female. And I don't, I'm actually having anxiety right now. Like, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to act. Please teach me right away. Because I have to learn this because I know there's female soldiers in the medical field yard. And she said, all right, Valentine, sit down. And, and I was an E5, young E5. She was a, and she wasn't a new E, you know, E6 for a little while. Great person, great leader as far as knowing how to manage people, which I also learned more from her in six months I was with her, seven months I was with her than I probably did the first four years I was in the Army because she was calm and patient with the way she taught, not, you know, that direct bang, 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 do it. So I learned a lot from that. And I think that's why I grew so much respect for female soldiers after that because I realized that was all a lie in the beginning. It was just more to protect them so I didn't get a soldier, you know, whatever. I didn't get nobody pregnant or nobody, whatever their issues were. But I was like, wow, why would you scare tactically a young kid like me who's 19 to think I'm not supposed to talk to female soldiers at all? Like I literally would walk across the street. When I went to the hospital or we went to the aid station, if it was a female, I'm like, uh-uh, nope, I saw wait. wait for the male soldier. You know what I'm saying? And, and then she's looking at me all crazy, and I'm like, I'm just falling over. You know, uh, nothing personal, you know? But it was a challenge for me, too, and I, and I felt bad because Sergeant Fancher and some of my female soldiers that I worked with later on were some of the best leaders and best NCOs that I'd ever worked with right. because they were just being real people and treating people with respect and – Right. And yeah, they had expectations and all the other shit that us as NCOs have, but they did it different, and it right. taught me a lot. Of, and it, it really it, evolved that
1: part that we have that we still bring toward yeah. bring to our our leadership. You it, know, and, really, and that's funny that you said that. I had a I was in a unit where when I came in, I was evidently they had not had a female in the position that I was in, right? And they had a they brought all the males in. And they had a sexual harassment training course. And one of them told me, yeah, we we were told the right things, what to say, what not to say, how to act, what not that. Mm-hmm. So it was like a preparation that they had before I got there. I didn't have that same preparation. So, you know, <laughs> they, they, didn't, they didn't sit there and tell me what to say and not to say or whatever, what to do and not to do. But, you know, and going back to when we were talking about how females, you know, when we come in, you know, they try to. I, I say, don't dumb us down from looking like females. They don't, well, you know, yeah. to the point to where you, they didn't air, want to. Uh, yeah, you air, look like men right. as
0: far as that goes, yeah. Right.
1: And a lot of women in the military felt they needed to, you know, not relate to the feminine side because they wanted to be accepted. Right. You know, and that's a bad thing when you have I, to feel like you have to choose between whether or not you're a woman or a soldier because yeah. you
0: are a female soldier. Yeah, You're know, a woman okay. and a soldier. So, I mean, there's right. ways to do both. And I'm telling, cause I, I could, I literally, Sergeant Fancher and all my, lead, they basically changed my whole mind. I mean, they basically evolved my leadership. Like mm-hmm. it literally, I got, I felt evolved from having a black female leader. The first one I ever had, I was thrown into the fire and, and I'm like, okay, but because of her mentorship and her leadership abilities, it taught me right now. Don't get me wrong. I had bad female NCOs. I had bad female leaders above me, I had the, but I had even more male, bad male leaders, but you're always <laughs> going to have that, you know, right. that reference because of the, of the situation. But I had, and that's where I think my respect grew for, that's why I'm so devoted to make sure my female veterans and female soldiers that come in are being treated fairly. They're being treated equally. They're being treated with respect because I learned so much from Sergeant Fancher. And I would never necessarily tell her this to her face, even though I love her to death, but because I wouldn't want her to know she had that over me, but she did. She, she, molded, me. she molded me that way, right? Like it turned me out because she was just one of those type of people that was just, she was there and she was real. And she was, she didn't hold right. back. And she said, that's all a bunch of bullshit, Valentine. Listen, female soldier. Cause she, we used to talk about it too. Like she used to have her hair up in a bun uh, from the back. If you didn't see the bun, you'd think she mm-hmm. was a male soldier. And I used to always have kind of concern like, why won't they let our soldiers have their, the, the ladies have their hair down a little bit, at least, you know, down. And that's when I started seeing soldiers, the female soldiers getting it down where they're just at the collar or whatever. Yeah, blah, blah, blah.
1: And then you got to get measured to make sure. Right, it's and just then
0: I'm it. Like, done. I'd have my sergeant tell me, look, you better be out there measuring it. Sergeant Major, I ain't measuring that shit. That NCO knows what her hair is. <laughs> her hair is wrong then one of us will correct it and get her to go in the bathroom and fix it. But realistically, I'm not going to measure. I'm not pulling out a damn ruler. Right, exactly. If I look at her collar and it's not touching her, then it's fine with me. You know what I'm saying? She's a woman. Let her feel like she's a woman while she's at work and she's a soldier. She should be proud that she's a female soldier. She should be proud of that. Right. Not feel like we're trying to make her hide it. Let her loose. Let her be a woman. I said, I don't think they should have the rule about the hair being – it should be whatever they want it to be, in my opinion. Because – we should be that way. I can identify from across the way that that's a female soldier, right? right? So I need to pay attention if she's safe over there, whatever. But if she's got her hair up and she, I can't tell from a long way away. But if her hair's down, I can tell. So right. I used to have some knockdown dragouts with some of my senior leaders about that too when I was in the army. I, I was like, "This is we're wait, we're a medical field for crying out." Me- we're in the medical field. Almost fifty percent of our soldiers are female because of the nurses and all the different MOSs. We have majority of our female our soldiers are female. Why are we acting stupid about it? So it, it was one of my things. But that was one of the big things. I had Sarn Fancher. God bless her heart. Amazing human being. Fantastic leader. Me and, her had our, me and her had our issues at times, though, because I was still my hard-headed self, and she was her hard-headed self. But right. I learned more from her in six or seven months than I did from anybody in my whole, probably, career. Other than my very first NCO who taught me, he said female soldier bad. But he taught <laughs> me a lot about just basic soldiering. And then, right. then, she took me to the next level. So I, I and that's I think that's why I advocate so hard for female veterans, just because I know, and I know how hard it was for her.
1: Right. I know and how it hard it was for her still, to make that start. It staff still hard. is. Yeah. I, I, I belong to several female site Facebook groups, and the, 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 the how I say the saga continues. Yeah. You know, as you listen to the struggles and the things that they're going through. It's still the same, you know. the your, your hair is not right. Your hair should be this way. Why, you know, I have, you know, why are you wearing makeup? To you shouldn't be wearing makeup, even though it's light and it doesn't, you know,
0: it doesn't the, attract from
1: the uniform and yeah, yeah, right at all. But yet, that's still an issue that you want to put forth to her to make her feel like she's less than a soldier that she is, you know. And so it's that disgusting. right that continues on, and, and so I like to. You know, I speak to the women veterans and the women that's in the military. Don't let someone stop you from from feeling and enjoying being a woman. You don't have to choose between being a woman and being a soldier in the military. You can do both and yeah. you can be darn good at both of them. You can be yeah. excellent
0: at both. right? You can that's be right. that wholesale woman and you can be a wholesale soldier. You're good. Right. Just, yeah. 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 One of my things, oh, I, I had a few female soldiers that they would get because they, they would get motivated like that. And I had a few that were like the reg quoters, you know, especially my especially my S1 girls. My S1 uh-huh. girls, I had they knew the red, like they knew 670-1, like the back right. of their hand, like, well, sergeant and such and such. I said, listen, I understand that. I said, but if you look at the regulation, it also allows for me as a leader, as a leader. She's like, I'm a sergeant. And I'm like, listen, I don't care really, honestly, but just I don't want anybody else to jump down your throat because right. of it. So I'm trying to give you a heads up, not tell you run in there right now and fix it. I'm just telling you. You potentially could have this la- a lash out. I don't care, one way or the other. But, and I was like that because I had a lot of female soldiers in my, in my, throughout my career. The rest of my career, I had a lot. Matter of fact, in one unit, I had more female soldiers than I had male soldiers at one point. <laughs> I had 27 female soldiers and only like 18 male soldiers at one point. And wow. yeah, and I was like, because I, I had my Sergeant Major was like,
1: Well, that was interesting, wasn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. I was the first time. First Sergeant Major called me and said, Valentine, how many female soldiers you got? I said, 27, Sergeant Major. Because how many male soldiers you guys said I said, And count myself. He goes, Yeah, I said 18. And he, he just shook his head. He goes, how the hell did that happen? I said, it's because of, <laughs> it's because of our MOS. It's, oh, there's a lot of people in our, I was mental health. I said, there's a lot of mental health soldiers that come in that come in, they're a female. Because when I was an AIT instructor, my class would be almost 50-50 or more women than men in the class. And we had a high attrition rate. A lot of people didn't make it through the course, but we always start off with equal or higher numbers of women because our MOS, you had to have a, you had to be smarter to be in and I said- honestly sorry major he said you couldn't be in my because you're not smart enough based on your gt score and your ist score yeah.
1: <laughs> he said, loved you that you.
0: yeah he didn't like that but i said no because our scores are higher our, our gt scores and st SC scores are up a little elevated and most women do better on the ASVAB when they come in because they're better in school most women than men because boys are you know doing their boy thing and they're not really they just took the test to get out of school that day or whatever they, right. don't really, they didn't know that it had so much impact on the rest of their but women when they sit down and test they sit down and get methodical about their tests and they want to do the best they can. Right. Men don't always think that way like me. I sat down and just shook it because I got out of class. I flat out said it. That's why I came in as image then they want to take so, over. Then they want right. to try to do
1: it, take it over
0: again. That's why that I came in as like combat not. arms, because like that was a job I got available because my score <laughs> was so low. And then when they told me that, I said, Well, shit, I need to retake that test. So I went to ASBAT plan, whatever. And then my score shot up to 127. Right, exactly. So was good. <laughs> then I could reclass, take whatever MOS I wanted. But I was like, Well, shit, I didn't know it was that important. So and the so, sergeant major he actually just laughed at me and he said, "Well, good luck with that." And I said, "There ain't nothing." Real. I said, "My female soldiers are—they do their job. They do—they can do all the lifting." I said, "If there's a big job and it takes you know strength, they, I just send three or four of them, and they—they they it right. out. They know leverage. They figure shit out. They're smart." Right. So that's the, that's the advantage I have, sergeant major. My soldiers, the majority of my soldiers are smart. Okay, <laughs> they're not dumb. Right. So when I give them a task, I because I used to delegate. I was a big delegator. I'd say, "Hey, ladies, come over here." Specialist Jones, Sergeant Smith, come over here. You two, da 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 da, get the rest of the guy or the rest of the team and get over there and get it done. All right, son. And then they would figure it out and do it. And I didn't care because right. I was one of those leaders that I didn't make them do it my way. I just said this mission needs to be done by, and then go get it done. Right. You know, and I let, And my That's women were team. all the women I had yeah. under me were all. They were just thinkers. They were thinkers. So. They were really good. I was very always proud of my female soldiers. I had a few knuckleheads, but for the most part, they were good. So I didn't mean to digress, but I just, I used to just love working with female soldiers because they were just a lot of times they were better soldiers than my male soldiers. So a lot of times they were just better, they were better people. Mm-hmm. And better soldiers as far as they conducted themselves better. They conducted themselves. <laughs> they were respectful to everybody. They didn't. I never got. I think I had one female soldier. I had to get ARC-15 to my whole career. And that was because she got DUI. And that was because she's just being stupid and did some stupid. But mm-hmm. other than that, I didn't have any soldiers that I, female soldiers I kicked out for misconduct or even pregnancy right. or anything else. Because most of my female soldiers that ended up getting pregnant. They didn't want to get out. Right. And I wasn't the type exactly. of leader that tried to, try to influence them to get out. I'm like, all right, if you want to stay in we'll figure it out. We've got to get a family care plan together. we got to get it all squared away. We can right. make it work. I said, I can, we can do this. We'll call ACS, we'll get everything worked out. And then we did it. So it's really, a, it's an honor to know a female soldier who's who spent their time like you, who've done their time, got out, figured it out, and then progressed. And that's that's just exciting to me that, that you guys are out there. And especially that you're out there to help each other now. So that's the big thing.
1: Well, yes, most definitely. And like you said, it got out and I still had that that figuring out you know, process. OK, now I'm out. Yep. OK, now I'm comfortable what I'm going to do from here. And what I, you know, since I had to come off of active duty I ne- and so I didn't get to retire right away, even though I was retired, I wasn't, a, couldn't get that money and still can't get that money to the age of 60. But what I decided to do was to go in on the federal side and work, which means now I can get a retirement on the federal side, taking my military and add. Yep. See, you thought about it. Hey, there's another- right. <laughs> like I, those years not going away. So I could take that and put that there. But see, if, if you don't know these things, you know, and I had to figure it out, you know, but I don't want other women to have to figure it out. So that's exactly. why I started my company, Boots to right. Heel, where I work with military women, where, you know, Okay, I had to go through that journey, but the change doesn't have to be that doesn't have to be difficult
0: for you because I can walk you through it because I've been through it. You know, right. And that's what I tell people. I said there are people out there that are going through exactly what you're going through right now. They've already gone through it and they can help you find answers. They can help. So see like this after this episode, all that information is going to be on our website. It's going to be on your podcast episode launch. All that data is going to be there in the notes. All that stuff is going to be there. Because in in a few minutes here, I'm going to have you talk specifically about that so we can get Mm -hmm. more information about what you're doing now so that our female listeners out there will know, hey, this is a resource for me now. And then boom. And then they'll be able to find it on our webpage and on our Facebook page and all that stuff too later. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, You know, I I, like I said, I listen to women on the, the Facebook groups and I'll chime in and I'll talk to them and stuff just to be amazed at all these years and we're still going through the same thing. And I think that still... You know the military is going to mirror society, the society in the same way, and we're still struggling in the civilian world to become equal in the same way. We're going to be struggling in the military. It just it doesn't change on that aspect. But having a safe environment and then going from a safe environment of the military and then going into the civilian world is something that is totally different mindset, different. Things we have to consider having to do that. Like you said, I had to figure that out. You know, okay, I gave all these years. I, I don't want to lose my, you know, right. my, yeah. my active duty time. Right. So, what do I do? And so, doing that has been beneficial. So, now I've got 20 years in total with the count of my military, my civilian my, on the federal side. So, yeah. I can retire from that at yeah. any time. So, and now
0: get your retirement Yeah
1: right and then
0: at 60 i can get that retirement so Yeah. yeah now you can double dip when you get there because you did it that way so yeah you're actually yeah so that's exciting so that's that is fantastic so for all you ladies out there listening right now sandra's got so much information and right now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bleed into now more specifically what she's doing her business her website all that stuff so you guys can hear about it plus you'll be able to check the show notes out and it'll be on our facebook page and website so Sandra, let's talk specifically about what you're doing now and what that's doing for the female community, veteran community out there.
1: Okay. Uh, So right now I own a company called Boots to Heels, Uh, going from military to civilian. So that's the name, Boots to Heels. And I help, (laughs) and it's with Z's on the end, not S's. And so I help military women that are transitioning and are are still in the military and um, looking to get out. And I also assist spouses. Because spouses of military soldiers are going through that same uh, adjustment period. So going and, you know, moving from, you know, with their so- the soldier, the male soldier, back and forth. And so what I do is I sit down with them, I do a change assessment, I ask questions, and ask, from those questions I come up with a, a direction in which we as can move forward, setting goals, looking at jobs, we'll look what they qualify for. I even talk to my women veterans about entrepreneurship because a lot of times we don't think about the things that we do in the military can parlay into civilian business of your own that that you can work into. Also, look at becoming an author. A lot of times, you can take the things and stuff that you've gone through and participate in in writing a book. And in writing a book, you can get residual income. So, you know, I talk to them about all of all of the options and the choices, and lay everything out. And we just move strategically through each one of them, making sure that everything is covered financially, whether or not you want to be in the workforce, if you want to be in the workforce, where you want to work at, have you, you know, this is something you want to work at, have you looked at that um, uh, company? Have you, you know, do you know what type of culture that company is? Do you know whether or not you actually fit in? You know, so I ask those questions that need to be asked so that we sh- she doesn't jump out and get into a job that she's not happy at. She doesn't feel produ- productive in. Also, understanding how to communicate. Communication is key, and a lot of companies look for veterans, but they don't know how to communicate with veterans, and the veterans don't know how to communicate back. So just understanding the different types of leadership that, that they're going to come across and understanding how to be able to do that, how to be able to speak, Mm-hmm. And make sure that they're understood and heard. um so that's what my company is all about It's just basically helping helping the military woman to get out and the, to be productive in her next phase of her life, thinking about her family, where she's gonna live at you know what what age if she has any children, are they in college out of college you know because of, not every woman coming out of the military is retired so so there's different things that she needs to consider. And we have so much to think about. And then on top of that, we have to think about our mindsets, yeah. you know, and where our mind at and help our minds to transition as well, because that too makes for a successful work environment when you're, when you come across, you know, so I I have a company, I have an office a, in Raleigh, which is 5878 Farrington Place right. in Raleigh. I do Zoom as well as telephone appointments. And um, once COVID-19 is over, (laughs) uh, in office, (laughs) yeah, in office appointments as well. I'm on LinkedIn underneath LinkedIn.com and Sandra hash Hardy and then that's 35019A49. So I'll have to, I guess we'll be able to write that down. As well as I have a website which is www.boots, B O O T Z, 2 T O, heels, H E E L Z.com. Yep. They can go on there as well as I'm on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash capital B, small Z, the number two, capital H, small Z. They can also find me there. So, uh, and I'm also on IG, which is hardy7048. So those are different places in where they can actually reach me. I sit and I just love to be able to help them with their transitional needs because I've been there. I understand what you're thinking of, what you're going through. I understand the fear and anxiety of coming out And I'm telling you that you can be successful in the change. You don't have to fear it. You can embrace it, but you need to have a plan in place. And that's where the anxiety comes in. When you don't have a plan, you don't have something that you can lean on and move forward in. And someone that can help you to see the bigger picture. A lot of times we are looking at the smaller picture, but you need someone that's looking at that bigger picture to really help you to move forward.
0: Definitely and that's- help you build that out. Yeah. So I'm looking at your website right now. So what I'm going to make sure too, is when this gets all done, because in the notes in the show notes, all the things you just talked about my team will, when they do the edit, they'll break all that. I- down in the notes so all that contact information you just get will be available and then when I do we do your flyer it'll all be on the flyer too so people can see it uh and you'll get all that plus the video plus the audio of all this stuff for us so I want to thank you, Sandra. I think it is amazing what you're doing. I am so proud to know you now and understand hopefully if there's anything I can do for you, I want you to be able to reach out to me. I just reached out to you on LinkedIn and just said to connect to you. So hopefully you'll see awesome. that. We'll connect. we'll connect and then we can share some information too, because like I said, I can push your information out to our female, like the I can get you in the boss program here on Fort Hood and all the female soldiers out there and make sure they know that this is available for them and They're getting ready to get out and that way you can help them and they can they can reach out to you and start building that that network of people so they can get some support awesome. so, it's job so
1: much thank yeah you. we appreciate
0: you Sandra. so i'd like to say thank you again for being on it's been a great 30 minute 35 40 minutes of this and i'm excited i mean i'm going to check out your website more uh we definitely need to reach out and touch base because like i said i have thousands upon thousands of female soldiers and veterans that i see weekly monthly so I want to be able to promote this stuff and let them know that you're there. We'll put you on our Facebook page, too. I have a, about 100,000 people that follow us on different Facebook pages that I run. So we'll definitely share your website there and say, hey, all you female veterans out there, you know, hey, if you're needing some assistance, reach out to Sandra and her team and then you guys can get some help. So we'll push okay. that out for you.
1: Also, if they want to go ahead and they want to make an appointment as well, I have bitlybit.ly. B-I-T forward slash boots the hills and capital and that'll take them straight to a calendar that they
0: can get on and i and just clicked on them. that too i just clicked on that too so yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure all that stuff is available to them so they can look at it i'll put it on my page for sure uh, and definitely be on the veterans be real page when we get to your episode that'll all be there available for everybody to see so that when they look you up on our page they'll find your information to contact you so thank and you, you again amazing. for taking thank the time no so thank, uh, thank you sanders because i'm telling you i can't do this without veterans like you out there doing the things you do to support veterans in your community, because it might not be that, you know, I might have somebody from Fort hood, but they might be coming back to North Carolina coming back to that area, or even not, even if they're going back somewhere else, it's still that they can't reach out to you and get, find out all the information you need to know to kind of get prepared for where they're going. So you've been amazing. Right. Thank you for everything. And we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. Bye, John.
0: Okay. So thanks so much, Sandra. I appreciate you. Like I said, once I get everything built out, I will email you the flyer so you can look at it, make sure you like the way it looks. Uh, I base it off the pictures you uploaded and and then your website will be on there and your logos and all that stuff will be available, okay? So we'll make sure we get that to you in the next couple weeks, all right? Thank you. All right, Sandra, you have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Hope you all got something out of this podcast today. Please tell a battle buddy about us and stay tuned for our upcoming podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at www.veteransbereal.com. Support us because we got your back. Till next time, everyone. I'm out of here.